0: Good evening. It is 6.45 p.m. and it is the second time I'm recording this episode because I accidentally deleted my draft. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Um, I hope your evening is going okay and I hope... um, I hope... You treated yourself kindly today. Um, and yeah, uh, I am in my bed, in my PJs. And <laughs> I was thinking about what I would talk about today. And I decided on toxic Desi culture because it's something that I know a lot of people from the South Asian community are familiar with and have experienced probably at some point in their lives and I feel like we don't really have enough conversations about all of these things and it's it's sad to admit that but it's true. Um, so I kind of wanted to shed some light on some of the toxic patterns I've I have seen within my own family and also within other families or just in media and yeah so um i want to talk a little bit about growing up in uae to everyone that doesn't know it is the united arab emirates i to everyone that don't that doesn't even know like that because i'm surprised that a lot of people don't um it's basically dubai (laughs) uh but i'm not from dubai i'm from sharjah Uh, Dubai's lesser known quieter sibling that people seem to hate for no reason but Charja is like my baby I've grown up here my whole life and it was honestly I'd say one of the nicest places to grow up in because it's such a safe place Um, you can go out at 3am and nothing will happen to you and it's just it's safe and I've never felt unsafe here and I'm so happy that I have or I've had good experiences growing up here Um, but also I've you know and I feel like a lot of uh, gulf kids as we like to call ourselves would would agree with me when I say this we have the most balanced uh, experience growing up here in the sense that we are still very much in touch with our roots but at the same time we did get to experience the modern side of uh, growing up in a place like this And I feel like that balance is amazing and it has taught me some really valuable things about my culture. It's almost like a home away from home. It's almost like you haven't left India Um, because uh, growing up, I went to an Indian school. I had Indian friends. I had an Indian education system. Everything was basically like a home away from home. And in that, I kind of experienced a lot of good times, but also, excuse me, a lot of uh, toxic aspects of our culture became very evident to me growing up. Uh, More evident now uh, when I look back on it and yeah, I feel like I want to talk about it. Um, First thing I want to start off by talking about is the tunnel vision that our parents have when it comes to uh, career paths and career options um growing up my only two options were medicine and engineering that's it it was either medicine engineering or womp womp you're a failure you know it, it to the point where even accountancy or even choosing um a commerce field was seen as something very revolutionary like you know i'm doing something that's so different from other people that's how how restricted our thinking was growing up and in a way it kind of restricted our thinking as well to the point where we couldn't or if we didn't fit into that mold uh, we found ourselves feeling like failures of course I speak for myself when I say this I can't speak for other people's experiences but definitely Uh, growing up, I wasn't a big fan of science. I wasn't a big fan of math. So for me, I already felt like I was behind in some way, which is ridiculous because there are so many other subjects apart from science and math. But in my uh, twisted attempt to fit in, I didn't realize that growing up. And I so badly wanted to fit that mold. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to be the good girl that like that pleased her parents all the time and who played by the rules and was just the ideal daughter. But um, it didn't go that way. Thankfully for me, I kind of had to teach myself to stop thinking in that manner. There's a lot of guilt that comes with, you know, opting for unconventional career paths, but there's also a sense of um, pride. In some ways, I do get where my parents come from because we belong to a middle-class background and my parents are doctors themselves, my brother's an engineer, and uh, me opting for something different was not initially received well. Um, And, you know, I guess on some level, I've had to learn to live with that. Um, But I do sometimes get where this thinking comes from because our parents want to see us, Finan- like financially independent, and they want to see us, you know, succeed in the way that they define success, which is obviously financially. If you belong to a middle class background, or a lower middle class, upper middle class, whatever. Obviously, money is important, um, but oftentimes it's at the cost of you know your mental health. Your just you know because. Um, a lot of people don't fit the mold like a lot of people don't want to be doctors and engineers obviously there's a lot of people that do and respect to them they are great great careers but a lot of people don't and that's okay and I wish someone had told me that growing up like I wish someone had sat me down and said like hey it's okay if you don't want to do any of these two things it doesn't make you any less of a person that is something that you know we have to unlearn Um, And I feel like slowly we're unlearning that, but it's going to take time. Um, Grades also, you know, as I'm talking about career paths, I have to talk about grades and our education system. Grades kind of became the focal point of my existence on so many levels um, to the point where if I wasn't scoring well, I didn't feel worthy of love and affection and I would beat myself up relentlessly for not scoring well or for not doing well on a particular exam to the, and also um because you know i come from a background of highly educated people like i think my my i i would be the fifth generation of a woman to be educated um like my grandma was a principal and her mom was a teacher and it's just it's So we come from that, you know, educational uh, background, which is great because I believe in education. I feel like education can change people's lives and that's amazing. But at the same time, I still feel like it's really unhealthy to make it the focal point of your existence, which is something I'm still trying to unlearn. Um, It's so hard not to equate your achievements to your education because that's all we have heard growing up. We've been compared to our cousins, we've been compared to our classmates, we've been compared to even our friends. And it's led to a lot of underlying resentment that I'm realizing now as I'm growing up and I'm you know, carving my own path out for myself. I feel terrible about it, but I also understand where it, where it, where it came from, you know? And it's terrible. It is a terrible thing to admit because instead of, you know, all the times we could have been celebrating other people's success and we could have been happy for them and it could have been dealt in a healthy way, we would look at them and be like, Oh my god, why why am I not there? Why 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 didn't I why wasn't I able to get this? Why wasn't I able to do that? And it again, a very toxic mindset which we need to unlearn and I feel like it will start when we acknowledge that it's okay to have different career paths. It's okay not to be good at the same things. People have different strengths. People can pursue different strengths. People can make viable career options out of something they like doing, you know. So I feel like that is something we have to learn. We have to get over. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about, you know, the whole uh log kya kahenge so lo kya kahenge is hindi for um, what will people say basically so what will people say is that mindset which has killed millions of dreams and it's where um, it has affected people's marriages, it has affected people's lives, it has affected people's career paths, it has affected so much because our society, there are sort, there, there are people in our society which will judge the shit out of you for making decisions that you think are good for yourself or for your mental health. They will judge you no matter what, you know, to the point where people don't get divorces because they're so scared of, um, because they're so scared of being judged by society. Um, be, being a divorced woman or being a divorced man in India is still, is still looked down upon. Even though it's more common now in metros, it's still looked down upon. Um, and it's terrible, you know, in some cases marriages don't work out and it's, it's, it's sad, it's emotionally draining, but it's better to leave that situation but the thing is, whenever I tell this to my um, family, they're always like, "No, they should have made it work," you know. But I feel like it's nobody's place to comment on that, you know. It's it should be between the couple. So there's that. Lokya kahenge has destroyed, you know, like also the idea of success. Um, the idea of success in Indian society still equates to loads of money, um, big 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 weddings the money that you could have donated or you know used to actually start your life spent on a big ass wedding where you don't know 90 percent of the people that attended um and in some cases in some very regressive parts or in some very rural parts of our country um the hedge um dowry the dowry system still exists and it's terrible but it still exists i knew someone who had to pay uh dowry for her daughters you know she yeah it was terrible it was terrible um but it still exists and it's toxic and it is it shouldn't be normalized but it is um there's a lot of showing off in indian culture whether it's you know how well your kids are doing whether it's how much money you make what car you have and i'm not saying this is this is restricted to indian culture it's everywhere it's not only desi culture it's everywhere but it is more so amplified in our culture it's terrible um i also want to talk about intimacy you know um how intimacy is not normalized at all um to the point where people feel ashamed for showing affection uh or talking about it um I wish, you know, I could have that kind of relationship with my own parents where I could tell them uh, about, you know, relationships and about my experiences so far. Um, But I can't. And that's so sad because I know people living or who are not Desi, basically, from other cultures who can talk openly to their parents about it. And, you know, they get advice from their parents. And sometimes it's it's val. It's it's a valuable asset to have, you know, because I feel like our parents have so much wisdom and they can offer so much insight into these kind of things because they have so many experiences. But it's just so uncomfortable and awkward, and at the same time, in most cases, we aren't supposed to be in those relationships in the first place, according to them. Uh, our first and last relationship should be marriage, according to my dad. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad because in the Western culture, you know, you have that whole, oh, I'm meeting the parents, introducing me to your mom and I introduce you to my family. Like it's that concept doesn't exist. And it's really sad because a lot of times, you know, our friends can't give us the kind of advice that we need. Um, or that we need to hear in that moment, because they don 't have the wisdom because they are they are our age or they're around our age, so having wisdom from someone who 's close to you, who has your best interests in their heart um, could you know have helped in those times, but it is a sad reality, and we need to be better as parents, I think um, so yeah, relationships a big one um, this is not a personal experience obviously but I feel like um the toxic relationships that exist within you know joint families and just families in general um thankfully I don't have experience in this area my family is very very tiny and we're very close-knit and we love each other but I know I've heard a lot about um or a lot of instances where there's a lot of emotional abuse at home uh, in cases where the the bride goes to the to her husband's house and her in-laws house and she is emotionally abused there or she has to do all the work in the house or she has to you know cook and clean and take care of her in-laws and it's just very normalized at this point to the point where she has to leave her career the one that she's probably you know worked her ass off for to get to that position even if she's in a higher position than her husband she probably has to leave um, to take care and to fulfill her responsibilities as a wife which is crap in my opinion and it's terrible and it's sad and it's toxic and I feel like financial independence is a very good thing for both parties because in case things go wrong you always have your own finances to fall back on you always have your own career to fall back on Uh, but in most cases people often stay in toxic relationships because they feel trapped and they feel like they can't go back to their parents house because obviously so yeah it's terrible there's also a lot of fights over property and will and wills and um it's just weird to be honest like There's a lot of fights between siblings for money that is left behind after a parent dies or passes away and honestly, I could never imagine fighting with my brother over such a petty thing, you know, it is such a petty thing, like the last thing anyone should be thinking about if their family member dies is how much money they're going to get out of it. The fact that people even think that way shocks me, but it's very prevalent in our culture and it is terrible um also looking at the girl as a baby machine you know there's a lot of pressure on women after they get married to have kids um and if she can't have a kid she is treated as an outcast even if the problem may lie with her husband um and it's terrible you know uh it is terrible but it exists and i hope it goes I hope this mindset goes you know I hope people grow out of it Um, but more often than not within a year of people getting married the in-laws already start asking to the point when the girls own parents start asking like hey why don't you have a kid yet you know and it's terrible because it's like wow I don't even have a say when I want to have a kid or not yikes but it is especially in rural communities definitely a big mindset ha <sighs> but yeah also is that is that is basically respect um there is this concept in indian society where the if the girl wears the respect you know metaphorically she is the respect of her house she has to act in an obedient in a sensible in a modest way otherwise you know if she has a boyfriend if she has uh, like multiple partners in some cases. If she if she um, wears certain clothes, if she behaves in a certain way, then that is intrinsically tied to her character, which in effect will bring shame to her family. And it is terrible. It is a terrible way to think. And it is a terrible thing to reduce a girl's character to... The amount of people she's been with, or the kind of clothes she wears, or how she carries herself. I feel like character is so much more than that. Character is your way of thinking, your mindset, your values, your, um, you know, how honest you are, how nice you are, how strong you are, how resilient you are. All of those things personally define character to me. But within the context of the Desi community, it is um you know if you or if the girl has done certain things she is not eligible to be someone's wife which is a terrible mindset um and so toxic because there's a lot of double standards in this um you know where it's like if a boy has a girlfriend Um, then it's seen as, oh, all right, you know, he's a boy, it's okay. But if a girl has a boyfriend, then, oh, no, 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 no. She has committed the ultimate sin um, by choosing someone she loves, choosing to be with someone she loves. It's terrible and it's something we have to unlearn. Uh, Again, I don't speak for everyone. I'm speaking for the more conservative families. But if you look at the population of India, 1.4 billion, um, the population of like, the entire community, more often than not, you'll still find people who have this mindset, which is terrible and sad. And it's something that, you know, we should talk about more and we should address more because this way of thinking is also why we have so much, you know, uh, like not talking about certain things is also why people don't change their ways people don't change their line of thinking and it's just terrible but it is something that i've noticed that i've had to unlearn myself um had to definitely think about growing up because for the longest time i myself i wouldn't say agreed with a lot of these things but i have or had a very conformist mindset where I so badly wanted to fit in the mold of um, society's, uh, see society's expectation of, you know, what is good and what is proper and what is sweet and, you know, uh, great that I kind of didn't have time to think about all these things. But when I did open my mind up, eventually, uh, that's when everything started hitting me uh, a lot. Um, some of the things that I've thought about, some of the things that I've probably said, um, I've outgrown that mindset, but it's difficult to admit that. It is the mindset of a lot of people that you know we call our family, that we call our friends. Thankfully, um, literally none of my friends have any of these mindsets, but it is, it is kind of part and parcel of being part of our society or the kind of society that we live in so yeah um that's all i wanted to talk about today uh thank you for listening there's a lot more that i want to talk about but i feel like one podcast is not enough to address everything um that i've been thinking about these past few years but Um, Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. Um, I really appreciate it. Sorry. um, And I hope you're having a nice day. I hope you're treating yourself kindly. Um, I just want to remind you that if you're in a dark place, things eventually get better. They always do. And you have so much light inside of you. You are so... You are worth so much love and kindness and i hope you make yourself proud because you've made me proud (laughs) um but yeah thank you so much for listening and tuning in again um and yeah i hope you have a really nice day and this is me signing out i'm uh, one of my friends uh is going to help me write an outro because i'm super awkward and i don't know how to like even exit conversations and um exit podcasts in this sense so maybe by the next one you will have an outro um but yeah see ya bye